All right, guys. Thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen, for having me here this morning. This is, uh, first of all, this is exciting. I don't know about you, but to be here, and I showed up a little late because I was first on Zoom. I was knocking on the Zoom door and no one was there. Uh, but in all seriousness, it's so good to be here. I mean, I'm like done. I'm like, this is good enough for me. I don't know about you, but so it's a blessing. Well, as Jim alluded to, most of those were true. Uh, we'll have a game at the end about can you pick out what Jim was not telling the truth about, about my story. Becky and I were socially distanced. Um, and uh, over here in the corner, he's right about that. And uh, it's just a joy to, to be here. And Bob, so cool to see you here, too. Just a legacy, man. You know? Keeping right along. Keep going. Now I'm about to be in, in tears. It's really cool. It's really cool. So as Jim mentioned, this is me. i sorry, guys, for those on this side of the room. If you want to move over, go ahead, because I tend to lean on this side. Okay. But I am short. You should be able to see over top. So that's me. I, I'm a speaker, consultant, and coach. Um, I also do crosswords work. I have a lot of clients in the career and finance space, personal finance, career development, career job searching, all that kind of stuff. But uh, my company is called the Horvath Training Institute. It's an LLC that helps people know, live, and love the purpose for their career and finances. And being in an uh, unbelieving world, folks are chasing career. They're chasing money. They're chasing status. The rubber tree plant in the corner office on floor number 24. You know, some of you got the rubber tree plant. Those were very popular back in the day. I was told that was past my time, but uh, that meant you made it, right? And so that was a little bit of me. And I ended up hitting a brick wall for the 27th time. Bloody nose, skin, knees, trying to figure this thing out on life, thinking my purpose was money, status, success, career, climbing the charts, if you will. And it wasn't until December 31st, 2006, where I finally had that crossroads, a serious crossroads in my life where I was done. I either could choose life or I could choose death. And walking home from a party that evening on New Year's Eve 2006, I decided to try to take my own life. I wanted to choose death because I was done with life as I knew it. But thankfully, this guy named Jesus, looking back, I could see it clearly now. Then I didn't know. It was another emotional wreck kind of night because I did not want to live 2007 like I had lived 2006 and all the, many of the years prior. And Jesus came and said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And that little guy in the corner, and the enemy, Satan, is not going to have you. No more, no mas. I'm done. And he pulled me up, I believe, by the back of my neck like a baby cub is pulled up by his mama and said, I'm pulling you out because you can't seem to follow me on your own. So he lifted me up. He took me from sinking sand to a firm rock, a foundation. And I believed in God. I just wasn't following him. I wasn't trusting him. I didn't understand. I had to have all the answers. Maybe some of you are like that. And I realized that the job I was working wasn't who I am. The money that I had or didn't have didn't define me. Where I came from, the color of my skin, the background of my family, it didn't matter. No, I was God's child. Now, that's easy to say now. Looking back, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just done living the life that way. And apparently, I couldn't even take my own life either. So I failed at that too. No. God had a purpose for me, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me hope in the future. When I seek him, I will find him. When I knock, he will open the door. When I ask, he will listen. Right? Kind of what Pastor Phil was saying. All that prompted an opportunity over the years to realize, you know what, there's something to this thing. I want to get help in my finances. I want to get help in my career. So I went to a church that helped me. And then three years later, I started working there full time because my life did a complete 180 with Jesus at the center, 
And so out of all of that, a lot of what I'm going to talk to you about is born, and a lot of what God has led me to, I got to take part in, and it wasn't all my own doing, it was him, and then a great team he's put me around, I call my dream team. So that's a little backstory to what, I'm, what kind of the impetus or the foundation of what I'm going to share with you today. But before we get into that, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Get your phone out, as Karen was talking about, and take a snap of that QR code. I'll leave that up there for a minute. So Jim's right. So I was the executive director of Crossroads Career, came out of leading a finance and career ministry at a, a non-denominational church, and then decided to launch my own business because I was excited about this journey, and I wanted to merge career and finance together. And so currently at Crossroads, I serve not as executive director as I once did when I came across, had the opportunity to write the workbook with the founder of the ministry. Crossroads Career is a 30 plus, almost a 30, let's say, yeah, a little, almost 30 years old, a little over 30 years old ministry, nonprofit, 501c3, based in, um, founded in Atlanta, Georgia. And I got a chance to executive direct as a W2 employee that ministry for a couple years. And I learned so much about life, about ministry, about career coaching, about counseling, about encouragement. And it was really a, a blessing to be able to put this workbook together. Bob, do you need that again? Okay, you know me, we're on LinkedIn. So, you are created for good works, as Jim alluded to, is the foundation or the career Bible, if you will, if I could say that, little b, to help folks like you and I hear God calling, right? Maximize their career and get the right job. Or hear God calling, maximize your God-given potential and get the right job. Notice get the right job is the last part. It's not the first part. Although, if you were like me, you would have thought, i got to get the job. Got to get the money. Got to get the girl. Got to get the guy. Whatever the case may be, got to do my thing. And so Crossroads is founded on this, this seven-step action plan in kind of three units. So my point today and why Jim invited me is because this is what you would go through week in and week out right here. I would encourage you to take advantage of this team. They know what they're talking about. They're consistent. They show up every week, as Karen said. They're here to serve you. Okay? And not necessarily in this order, but wherever you're at, they're ready to meet you. This just happens to be the framework of how Crossroads is put together. So I'm going to give you a rapid-fire, short course in about 45 hours. Uh, it's hard because there's a lot of content. But over the next couple of minutes, give you a short course on this three-unit, seven-step action plan of how that workbook is, is uh explained. The first is we got to go upward. You see it right there? Upward. Yeah, and I encourage you, if you're a note taker or not, take notes anyway. Something about hearing it, reading it, writing it, that will do something to you to get you to that next place you're supposed to be. So the first part is upward. We're going to go upward to hear God calling. The second part is looking inward. How are we made? Why are we made? What skills, abilities, dreams, goals, passions? How has God gifted us to go out and then go outward to the marketplace Seeking to serve with what you do best, finding who needs it the most, and serving those people. So upward. Go ahead, guys. Everyone do this. Upward. Yeah, just a little exercise to help you remember. I learned this from a high school principal. I thought it was corny then, but I'm, I still think it's corny now, but we're going to do it. We're doing it. No, just kidding. So then inward. How has God made you uniquely, fearfully, wonderfully made, made you? Go ahead, do this. Some of you are playing. And then, but outward. Because he's called you not to keep it all for yourself but to share it and serve others. The Son of Man did not come to what? He did not come to be served. He came to serve. And if we're made in His image, if you believe that in this room, then 
you're called to serve too. So upward, God, where should I go? Inward, let me equip myself. Outward, go seek to serve. Okay, that's the framework. We're going to talk about those steps. Jim, you alluded to it, but I'm going to share it too, and you'll share it as well. But if you need to take this down, idlewild.org slash iWork is going to lead you to a website that's specifically made for you in the Tampa area, and it's called the Job Connection. The Job Connection site at idlewild.org slash iWork is a place where you can go to get these resources in addition to your workbook to find almost 10,000 local jobs in the Tampa Bay market. Matter of fact, last night it was like 9,800. This morning it's 9,936. So 136 jobs got added overnight to this database within a 25-mile radius of where we're at this location. There's no jobs out there. The heck there's not. Part of the journey is for you to discover which ones are right for you so you could seek to serve those employers who need most what you do best. Seeking to serve. Okay, So that's a website. In it, you'll find a chance to register for a free account. We'll talk more about that later. Resources, a prayer network that is amazing across 30 different cities in the United States, a prayer network of thousands and thousands of people praying every single day. Their skill matcher, interest profiler, resume builder, and so on and so forth. Do not miss the opportunity to go to this website like immediately. And just for you at the end, I have a little link for you guys to go to a site which is going to have all these links for you to register and all this stuff in one place. I have a Crossroads Career hot list of links. This is basically hyperlinks that you can cut and paste from this PDF when you download it. And you can download portions of the workbook that may apply to you. Or you can share it with others. They're free. Got it? Tools. So today, statistics in the workforce. I just looked some of these up last night. Some are updated as of like last month or this month. Some are still a little older, but you get the picture. There's 160 plus million people in the workforce. What does that mean? Those are folks that working and or can work are in the American workforce, 160 million. 10 million of those folks, even with COVID, unemployed or underemployed still today, 10 million. It hasn't moved as much as the media has made it seem to move or it's come back to kind of rest, you know, nest at this 10 million. Not good, but not like catastrophic. 66% of people are unengaged or actively disengaged. Maybe some of you are employers in this room. I think one of you are Kiki's, right? Amen. How many of your employees or your team members, how many of you have been actively choosing to pull the plug, even though you're sitting at your desk? <laughs> Because you don't like it, you don't like your boss, you don't like what you're doing, don't understand what your purpose is, so on and so forth. That's what that means. And then 46% of Americans are dissatisfied with their jobs. Okay. If 46 are dissatisfied, but 66 are unengaged, what, 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 how are those other folks defining themselves? I don't know. So are you? Are we? Have you been? Are you now at a crossroads in your career? And that's not necessarily a bad place. Because if it was like for me in December 31st, 2006, at a crossroads in my career and my, my life, God has a way. And he wants you to walk with him in it. So he says, stand at the crossroads. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask for the good way and walk in it. You'll find rest. <sighs> rest for your souls. I don't know about you. I don't like to rest. I like to be... Motoring. Rest is hard. For some of you, rest, think, you think lazy. That's not what this is saying. Rest in the truth that is God's word. Follow his path on purpose with a plan. 
and then you want to dial up 1-800-DEAR-GOD. This is in the Crossroads Career Workbook, a ton of scriptures. When you are finding a certain need in your life, how do you dial up the Creator, the author and perfecter of our faith, the maker of the heavens and the earth? He wants to talk with you. He wants time with you. He wants you to rest in Him. You can do that at the iWork website as well. That's there as well. Step one. Let's talk about step one. Raise your hands if you're sure. Right? Remember that commercial? Okay. Step one. Hear God calling. This is exactly what Pastor Philip said. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Jeremiah 29, 11. And I like this gentleman because he's created this plan. He's looking at this plan. And I kind of see it as he's looking upward to match it with God's plan. If you were to lay this flat on God's plan, would it mirror? Would it sit on top? Or would his plan sit on top of yours? I could say many times, no. But his grace is sufficient for us. He wants to bring us back. So we go upward. God, where do you want me? So we did this little exercise already. Don't hurt yourself trying to do it again. Upward, inward, outward. Just did my exercise for the day. It's kind of was upward, inward, outward. <sighs> Rest. Okay, right? So upward, love God completely. Inward, love yourself correctly. Not as a sinner, but a sinner saved by grace. Through faith, not of works, so that no one could boast. Right? Outward, love others compassionately. If you don't love yourself correctly, how many have been there? If you're, maybe, maybe that moment, maybe that day, if you're not doing well, what comes out of you is probably not the best. So, but loving yourself correctly allows you to love others compassionately. And that includes the interviewer or the networking event or the phone call you're about to make. Don't seek yourself. Seek to serve others. Even when you're interviewing, guess what? You can serve them. Even when you're networking, don't be so doubt into what you're going to say that maybe hear what they have to say first. Not that we do that to, to gain, but I tell you, you will. When you start to ask questions that are making assumptions, listening before speaking, you will set yourself apart in the marketplace. Just like that. Just by doing it differently. God's way. Work is worship. That's what we want to consider. Is work really worship? If you Google work as worship video, write that down in your little side note. Go Google that to set your mind straight. You probably showed that here before. It's a great video about the secular and the sacred, that they do not have to be separated. Sunday and Monday can go together. Work is worship. So these are the steps. I'm going to share with you in each step very quickly, one of my favorite of each step. This is the first step upward. 11 ways to hear God calling. 11 ways to go with God. That's in your workbook. Then every, Jimmy, you were talking about this earlier, and one of my biggest challenges, because I don't want to be accountable to nobody. I'm my own guy, right? But one of the ways to be accountable to your spouse or to a dream team partner or someone here at the table as a coach is at the back of most of the chapters, if not all of them, you can have what's called a weekly review preview. You're reviewing all the things that you've done this week, and you're setting the stage for what you're going to preview for next week. So, for example, at the end of this week, I attended iWork this week to get encouragement, to get equipped, to hear God calling. Great! Are you going to attend next week? 
And what are you going to do with what you learned from this week? That's a review preview. It's a simple one pager. You don't have to get caught up in your planner, in your Excel spreadsheet if you're like me. You know, but just one pager, review preview. So that's in there. Step two, attitude is step two. And it's about are you in the doldrums? Are you depressed? Or are you seeking to discover and live out a life of pure joy? And James talks about that, right? Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. Yeah, whatever. I hate that scripture. Pardon me. I dislike that scripture. Consider pure joy. I'm out of work or I'm in a, you know, having an issue with my boss or how is this? <sighs> right? This is one I definitely struggle with. I'm being serious. I want it now. I want it my way or the highway. I don't want to go through the challenge. I want to be on the flight. I want to be lifted off the, the, uh, the launching pad. But this is one to consider because faith produces perseverance. And Romans talks about this too. But this one, that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Founded on joy, how are we taking a next step out of here? And then there's a little attitude meter. You know, are you in the pit? Are you bad or good? You know, where are you at? And this is a nice little thing to have in front of you daily. How am I going to choose to walk today? How did I do today? And consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters. Got it? So that's in there. Your circumstances and feelings, if you like to ride the highs and the lows of feelings like many of us do, we all do. Consider the fact that it's impossible, not impossible. But God wants to see you through. So that's all in the attitude. Because what you share or what you have conversations with, with God about, if you don't get it right there, it will come across in an interview. It will come across in a resume. It will come across in a note you write on LinkedIn to network. It will come across as you interact here today. You can't share with what you don't have. If you're building off the wrong foundation, an attitude, a poor attitude, it's hard to attract the right people to you. Romans 8, for God is for us, not against us. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. I had to read this yesterday. I had a rough one yesterday. Just, just some things I was going through, some things going through personally, professionally. And I had to read, really, as I'm putting this together, I'm like, bro, you better read that, not just slap it on a slide. And I had to remember, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. Through Christ, it's impossible. Okay? Facing fear. How many of you love interviewing? Yeah, like no one. Okay, I do too. It's not just personality driven because Jim and I are social people, but when you're seeking to serve, remember, they need you too. There is a reason why you're in that interaction. It's a conversation. You're not just, they're not just interviewing you. You're interviewing them. They're looking for a problem to be solved. The reason why you're sitting in front of them is that you could be a problem solver. Take that to your next interview. Shoulders straight up, eyes focused, preparations made. You have your questions ready for them. God's got you. He cares for you. No matter your age, no matter your background or lack of or whatever. If you can solve a problem, they're going to want you on their team. Now, if you're a problem creator, as I once was, you know, that's not so good. But facing fear exercise within step two will help you overcome. Now, my phone here, I just made a little pop socket on my own. 
It's like 15 bucks. And on the back of the pop socket, it says, For God has given me a spirit of power, love, and self-control. You know, the Timothy verse says, God has not given you a spirit of fear. Right. He's given me a spirit of power, love, and self-control. Maybe you need that for your screensaver. Maybe you need that on a wristband. Maybe whatever the case may be. And you know what? Show it in an interview. They got fears and worries too. They're looking for problem solvers. People are going to add value to the team. Inspire, encourage, right? Because a rising tide lifts what? A rising tide lifts what? All boats. All boats. Are you the rising tide? Or are you the anchor? Where's your attitude? I like that one. I've never shared that before. I'm going to use that again. 